0: high-end designer, or a lot of money to get a luxe look, be your own interior designer. This is Affordable Interior Design, the podcast. Here's your host, Betsy Hellman. So it's July. It is such an odd time that it's hard to know what to say. I love the summer, so typically I am pleased as punch. But with all the restrictions, it feels very... Different, a little scary and uncertain, a little hard to say. I hope you're having a great summer. I actually told my staff to not use the word great anymore in email exchanges because, you know, everybody is going through something so different. So now we use good. Have a good weekend. I hope you're doing well. I hope things are going well. Things are good. Not great. Um, I myself am doing much better after having a little time away, and I hope that you're getting time away too. You know, it doesn't have to be anywhere radical. We're going somewhere close. We're not seeing friends or family. We're, you know, going to the beach and off hours. We're getting takeout from seafood places, and that is our vacation this summer. But it is a break from the normal and that feels so refreshing. We're also going to stay at this Airbnb and yes, I do pick my Airbnbs not only by location but also by decoration. If you guys have an Airbnb, let me tell you how important those photos are. You probably already know, but I really judge the space based on the photos. Because I've seen so many spaces in photos and then in real life as the designer, I can spot immediately what is going to be problematic. And it is also just so captivating and eye-catching to see a space that either has great colorful drapes or interesting art. Not only does it compel you to look at that site more, but also it helps you to remember that location as you're scrolling through umpteen options. So let me just tell you it is very important that you decorate and style your Airbnb while also being honest about what the person's actually going to see when they come there. But it also really impacts my vacation to be staying in a lovely space. And so I have chosen a particularly lovely rustic farmhouse for my Rhode Island adventure. All right, let's talk about your adventures. Let's dig into this old mailbag here. My first question comes from Allison. Allison writes, Betsy, I love listening to your podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us all. I've just moved my family from a tiny townhouse in the city to a larger rural family home right before the coronavirus lockdown. I have been trying to follow some of your rules, like getting a properly sized rug. Your podcast has convinced me to get an upholstered storage ottoman, which has been one of my most favorite purchases for this house. Our living room is two stories high and full of light. There are essentially two walls that are only windows, which I absolutely love. One of those walls has a fireplace down the middle. There is a window on the left of the fireplace, two above, but no window on the right, I am not sure what to do with that wall or corner on the right because it has no window. Should I put a large mirror there to make it more symmetric? Should I use artwork, furniture? Depending on what the wall and what you would have done above the fireplace, I'm assuming that that will come into play. I've attached some pictures so you can see. The area I am talking about is where the shelf is. The shelf was just put there by the movers and I don't actually think we're going to need storage there. There is a large credenza on the adjacent wall that has the TV as well. As you can see, we have a ton of houseplants, so we would just like a large plant. Maybe that would suffice in that corner. On a side note, your podcast has convinced me of the beauty of houseplants, and my gardener husband is very thankful as well. You continue. Since we just moved, and because of the lockdowns, we have not done a lot with the house, and we are really lacking in decorative items, so it feels like a blank slate. Please ignore all the baby stuff like the swing and the playmat, which can obviously be moved and is all temporary. We have two other young children and I am a firm believer in getting all toys out of sight. I'm also curious as to how you would address the window treatments in our two-story foyer. I love how you compare window treatments to shoes and socks. However, I think window treatments for two-story windows would be extremely expensive. I have seen pictures on the internet with drapes that span the entire two stories, which just seems so very impractical. I honestly don't mind leaving all these windows barefoot, but I'm curious what you would advise. Don't worry, all the other rooms will be fully dressed in both socks and shoes. Your advice is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much and stay safe, Allison. Alright Ellison, I'm just reviewing your pictures and this new space looks awesome. It looks flooded with natural light, I love the greenery outside, these enormously high vaulted ceilings are so fantastic and really striking. But it is odd. Like, Why did the architect not put a symmetrical window on the other side of the fireplace? Well, one thing I want to mention is that it does look empty. You've put a shelving unit there. One of those ladder bookcases that leans up against the wall. And frankly, I think that really helps to fill the space. I would recommend getting one that's even taller than that, because you don't want to put a mirror, a mirror needs to reflect something intentional. And here we would just be reflecting the TV console. That's not a good thing. The other thing that we wouldn't want to do is arbitrarily hang art. We're going to do something above the fireplace, as you mentioned. And so I think what we need to do here is make that void, make that asymmetrical moment look intentional. By putting a bookcase there, even though you don't need the shelving, you can use it for decorative items, picture frames, etc., even some plants. Um, But I would do something that is taller so that it is more in line with the window on the left hand side. Now it does not have to be the exact same height, but it might be fun to play with the white framing of the windows and do something like CB2's white ladder bookshelf or no it's called the staircase bookshelf um something that is tall they have one that comes in 84 inch height as well as 96 inch height and if it could replicate the height of the other window frame I think that would be intriguing if it could replicate the white of the other window frame well I think that is fun or you could do something that feels hmm No, you know what? I really think the white, tall bookcase is the way to go. And I think the one from CB2 is going to meet your needs and do this trick that we need. Now, you brought up the piece above the fireplace, and I would recommend doing a piece of art there. Um, You know what? Let me change my mind. Well, it's not completely different. I'm just saying, why don't we do some sculptural art there? Something with maybe a little bit of color, but something that is not a rectangle. You know, this fireplace is not only rectilinear in shape itself, but it's surrounded by windows and now a bookcase that are also rectilinear. I'm gonna recommend that you do something that is not rectilinear or even square above this mantle. I'm gonna suggest that you do something sculptural and circular or oblong, oval, elliptical, or asymmetrical but something that does not have harsh right angles I'm also going to recommend that it be some sort of color I think a color would really help to break up these windows because I don't think that you should do drapes. I think your instinct is right. Not only do you have windows that span both stories, but on one of your walls, you have a big arched window, and those are very tricky to treat, and that arched window is even higher than these two story-high windows. I think that you're just right in leaving well enough alone, keeping it barefoot, if you will, and instead just um, making sense of that asymmetrical moment and bringing in some color in other ways. Because your walls are neutral, the windows will be untreated, and they have white trim. We desperately need some color in this space. So Allison, I hope that helped and let us know what you decide to do. things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. Let's get to my next question, which comes from Dawn. Dawn writes, Hi Betsy, I love your podcast. I bought my first home a few years ago and I have been struggling with curb appeal. It's a 1950s brick red ranch. It has come a long way in the past few years, but I know it has potential to go much, much further. There are a couple of things I would like your advice on. First of all, that green awning. Should I paint it? Do you think black would look good? Also, I love the original solid wood front door and the white just feels so blah. I want to replace the storm door with one that allows you to see the entire front door. Should I buy one with a black frame to match the possibly black awning? Or would that look bad given that the windows are framed in white? Should I paint the door a foreign color? I've really been stuck on these things for a while now. I would love any or all suggestions. I've included pictures. The first is how it looked when I bought it. Please ignore the awful bushes and the horrible gardening. That is another challenge that I am facing. Alright, well Dawn, you know I do not have a green thumb, and while I feel relatively inspired interior-wise, exterior-wise with plants, that is not my forte. I outsource that even for my own home because I just don't have a vision for bushes, shrubs, or greenery. Now, you know, your home is very adorable and it does have a lot of green. The awnings are green. It looks like you have a permanent metal awning that's overhanging the um, stoop area or the front porch. And then it looks like you have three fabric awnings over the windows to the left of the front door that looks like they retract. I hope I'm understanding that correctly. Um, and those appear to be a fabric or something different. Now, if they are a fabric, you can't change that, right? And so, I mean, I would leave the green there. I do think that the metal awning over the front stoop is problematic. Is this front and back? Is that what I'm seeing? I feel like I'm seeing front and back. It looks like just the awnings have been retracted. But it looks like maybe you're trying to show me front and back. Or maybe these are two different eras of pictures. Looks like you removed the fabric awnings. Oh well. I can't really tell. But I do feel like the fabric awnings are fine. Or you know you change them all three out or whatever. But when it comes to the metal green awning it's just too much. And it's mismatched. It does not match the fabric awnings. It's a slightly different shade of green, kind of a bright kelly green, where the others are a more subdued emerald green, if I'm understanding the pictures properly. Does it look dated? Heck yes. My question is, would you be able to remove the metal awning completely? It's not going to look good no matter what color you paint it. That being said, Painting it would make it less egregious. Black is so severe and nothing else about this home is black besides the um, post in front with the light. Oh, and the mailbox, I guess. I'm open to black or perhaps a very deep shade of gray to coordinate with your roof tone. I think jazzing this home up with a fun color for the front door is a great option of course as you already know you would need to replace the storm door and i like the idea of one with a small frame so that way we can clearly see that punch of color if you pick a door that has a black storm door um, then maybe it does make sense to paint that awning black Mm, and then of course it would be fun to do a vibrant color for the door you know Basically, if you're listening to this and you're hearing hesitation in my voice and you're saying, Betsy, why don't you just tell us what you would do? My hesitancy comes from the fact that exteriors are not my jam. I work with interiors all day, every day, whether they're homes or apartments. That's where I really have a lot of expertise. Exteriors for me are trickier. And do you know what I do when a client asks me for help with exterior, which they rarely do because they know it's not my forte? I will drive around. Drive around either the town that I'm working in or drive around on the internet and look for similar homes. And try things out. Like what have they done? What did they do with a metal awning? I'll just Google, you know, ranch style home metal awning. I maybe even Google image search this house. So it will show me lots of similar homes on Google and it can show me the differences. Uh, You can even Google brick white facade and find other homes that maybe aren't as close as This one is to the architectural details, but still give you an inspiration of what you might want to do. Because I don't feel strongly like maybe we paint the white part, maybe we leave the door neutral. I think that could be intriguing and that's a big element in your home. Anyway, lots of hesitation because this is not my jam, but Google searching, driving by places. The other day I had a client who asked me what color her shutters should be and I think that is so fun. I love the idea of thinking about the outside being stylish and maybe even reflecting what you're doing on the inside but I personally had no vision for it. So my daughter and I drove around my town. Of course we were not billing the client for this time. We drove around my town and took lots of pictures of different homes and how their shutters were painted and then I came home. I dropped it in pages i changed the color of the shutters using my software and just tried several options played with it did a screenshot for the client and it was a really fun exploration but not my area of expertise all right let's move on to kim kim writes hi Betsy, i enjoy your podcast and i have a design dilemma i hope you can help me with i would like to slip cover my dining room chairs I have attached three views of my dining room chairs and one slipcover inspiration pic, the picture with the yellow slipcovers. My goal is twofold. One, I want to quiet the busyness of my dining chair backs. There is too much going on. Two, I want to bring together my brown and my black furniture, along with my Persian rug and the tan sofa and the blue chair in the adjoining family room. Also, I want to update my look. I'm wondering if this is too granny chic. I think I would like a striped fabric, even though I know that sounds a little busy. It's still more calming than what I have going on. What do you think about slip covering the chairs? Do you think it would calm the room? Do you think it's granny chic? What do you think about a stripe? Thanks for your advice, Kim. All right, Kim. I am checking out your pictures and... I wouldn't necessarily call this granny chic, even though I think there are some elements to it that feel dated. Um, I think one of the main things I'm seeing is that it's very dark in here um and not lighting wise but i'm talking about dark furniture there's a very dark brown wood entertainment center that has shelving around it that is dark brown wood the table is dark the persian rug is dark the fireplace surround is dark and i think that is what is making it feel less contemporary um now i don't mind slip covering chairs sometimes there's a huge asterisk on that because i hate slip covers in general you know that i think slip covers are saggy baggy ill-fitting generally they don't look great but if you had something like a slipper chair or a fully upholstered chair for your dining area, sometimes those can feel very organic with a slip cover that potentially goes all the way to the floor. It can be a heavy look, so I typically recommend that only for the um, head and foot chairs, but I think it can be quite interesting and stylish. The problem for me with slip covering these chairs is that I imagine, based on your inspiration photo with the yellow, that you're wanting to do the backs As well as the seat and the backs of these are very ornate carved wood that has a lot of details that has a curved line to it. And then the seat is the only part that's actually fabric. I don't want you to cover that back with an ill-fitting, loosey-goosey slip cover. Now, you can certainly reupholster the seats, and I think that would be a beautiful look, even though they look to be quite neutral. And keep in mind, they're going to be tucked under the table. So they're not going to create a big visual bang in this room because they're tucked in. You don't see the seats. I think what would help to contemporize the space would be to swap out those dark Persian rugs. I think something more contemporary there, whether it be a geometric tone-on-tone rug, or maybe a striped rug there, that would be a beautiful place to make that bolder statement. Because the chairs, well the seats themselves, are not going to be that visually conspicuous. The other thing I don't like that's going on here is that the chairs do match the table. It appears to be a set. Now one fun idea, even though this is a little outside the box, because you have a black credenza behind this dark, almost mahogany-looking wood table and mahogany-looking wood chairs, it may be fun to marry that black by painting the wood part of the chairs like a black lacquer. Now, of course, you'd want to hire a professional because this is not something that is easy to do well at home. And so there would be some expense involved, but there would also be expense creating custom slip covers that would look saggy, baggy, and awkward. So paint those chairs black, change out the fabric, that'll tie it into the credenza, get a lighter colored, more contemporary rug that still feels transitional. You know, you don't want it to feel so contemporary that it doesn't visually belong in this home. So something with curving lines. I would check out Ballard designs, Pottery Barn. That's the world you should be in mentally as you element by element contemporize this somewhat dated look. See, Kim, you should come to me if you want my real opinion. Uh, I don't hold back. And I hope that this advice has inspired you to take some next steps. Because I think you're on the right path with the idea of change we just want to change in a lighter direction all right let me move to my last question of the day which comes from wendy wendy writes hello betsy i love your podcast and wonder if you might answer a question for me from your mailbag i live in a victorian cottage in england and i am having difficulty finding the right color for my small dark staircase the carpet is mushroom and it's too good to change, so I will need to work with it. I've tried ferro and ball walls in this house. I tried house white and I put the woodwork in lichen. Also, the woodwork could be in cu- cooking apple green, excuse me, which is a very dark green. All of these somehow feel wrong. They feel dreary. My red thread throughout the cottage is red, yellow, and green. Okay, so hopefully I understood that correctly because that's what it says there. Any ideas would be gratefully received. I've enclosed some photos to show you my color, style and vibe. Thanks, Wendy. All right, Wendy. So I totally understand that you do not want to change out this carpeting and it does look very fresh and in good condition. I think that since green is really prominently featured in your home, it looks like it's featured in the wall paint um that seem to be like a light silvery sage it looks like it's featured in the sofa and the chair which t- seem to be from these pictures a variation of olive green and then you also have valances or i'm sorry these aren't balances these are roman blinds on your windows that not only have a foundation of burgundy but they have this pattern with birds and flowers and a lot of green leaves I see the colors in this space really being that green tone, lots of different shades, be it sage, emerald, olive, burgundy red, and kind of a cherry red that are reflected in the drapes, the Roman blinds, and a feature wall. Uh, There's a lot going on here yes wendy you are not bashful and i really love your exterior you have this doorway that just feels so english cottage because it's covered in beautiful vines and bursts of white flowers i am charmed i am really charmed wendy but i do think you've gone a little heavy on the green and red because you know we want to think about 60 30 10 three colors to use as accents, not just two, and I steer away from green and red, which you have obviously used here in 60-30 doses because they're so resonant with Christmas, first of all, and second of all, they are complementary colors, which means that they create a lot of energy, excitement, visual energy, which can be a little bit overwhelming, a little too much. I would think about calming these colors down with some blue. You know, the fabric of the pillows and the fabric of the Roman blinds feature these kind of blue flower, which for me feels just like a burst of freshness. Blue is a color that has connotations of freshness. Uh, whether you use it in small touches in a bathroom, small touches in a kitchen, it can help things to feel tidy, clean, fresh. Um, And I think this home could use a little bit of that considering it is an older style home. There are, well, let me just comment on this artwork. I absolutely love this artwork. It's like these old 1940s or 50s prints that feature a little girl and her home life with her daddy and her mommy. It's so cute. But again, we want to keep this fresh. This is not a historical tour we're taking, this is a contemporary home that can certainly have some historical elements without feeling like you've stepped back in time. And I'm wanting, again, just like with our good friend Kim, to slightly contemporize and freshen it. I don't know. I mean, it's hard because... I might just do a neutral. You've got so much color going on, Wendy, that nobody's ever going to think that this home is bashful or not making a statement. I really think going neutral near the stairs, whether that's a cream, a tan, um, something that of course goes nicely with the mushroom taupe carpeting on the stairs, is really the best bet. because. You know, when all else fails, go neutral, first of all. And second of all, there is so much that is colorful in here that I think we could all use a breath of fresh air with just a light and bright neutral. All right, guys. Well, speaking of fresh air, I am going to head outside now. And walk home on the nature trail that extends one block from my office, which is glorious, all the way to my home. It is such a peaceful walk. And of course, I'll be wearing my mask. I'll be taking my chihuahua. And we just relish in these moments where we can decompress from a hard day of work with a long walk on a winding, shaded nature trail. All right, everyone. I hope you're doing great. And I will be talking to you again soon.